It's the hilarious world of depression, special therapeutic jukebox edition. I'm John Moe. I consider music a kind of sorcery. Some chords played, a rhythm laid down, a voice pitched to certain notes, and then it all comes together to often feel kind of miraculous. It's way, way more than the sum of its parts. It does things. It has powers. We asked you, our listeners, our planet of thwadballs, about songs you go to when depression is really acting up. And you came through. You made us this incredible, wicked, awesome mixtape. Hello, John, Moe, and Co. My name is Andrea Whaley, and I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. And I'm going to give the case for the song that helps me with my depression. So hear me out. So my absolute favorite singer-songwriter in the world is Leonard Cohen. And I get his music is not the first thing people think of when they think of cheerful, when they think of happy, when they think of fast-paced and uplifting. Yeah, no. Um, But he wrote a song uh, called Closing Time. Closing Time. And it's not anything that Semisonic ever covered. And the song plays like it's an 80s-style barnyard hoedown, which is an amazing aesthetic coming from this guy. And the tone of the lyrics has always been a very, like, celebratory, last hurrah, like, the end of whatever's happening is happening, but we're going to go out with a big, self-indulgent party. And particularly, there are great lyrics in there that are just kind of really good at capturing the wry, like, happy pessimism that Leonard was kind of, is kind of his key thing. I lift my glass to the awful truth, which you can't reveal to the ears of youth, except to say it isn't worth a dime. Like, yeah, okay, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it from a whole nother generation. And this music is one of my favorites that helps me when my meds aren't working as well as I want them to. I've always got Leonard in my corner. Hi, my name is Liz DeSimone. I live in Queens, New York, and my favorite coping song is Don't Swallow the Cap by The National. I first heard this song during a time in my life where things should have been amazing for me. I had just graduated college and moved out west to Colorado with my boyfriend. We were meeting new people, seeing new places, and because of all that, I wasn't willing or didn't want to acknowledge to myself that I was dealing with significant symptoms of depression. Um, It would still be a while before I would seek professional help, but in the meantime, music was a huge coping strategy for me. And my favorite line is when he says, when they ask, what do I see? I say a bright, white, beautiful heaven hanging over me. Um, I just would sort of try to imagine a little beam of light piercing through that cloud of depression that was just always blocking my view. And I also love the part where he says several times throughout the song, I'm not alone, I'll never be. My name is Bill Putman, and I live in Fayetteville, Arkansas. One of my current favorite depression management songs is Milwaukee by Amy Mann and Ted Leo, performing as the both. Coincidentally, I first heard this song on this podcast. 
This song works for me for three reasons. The first being that Milwaukee is just a great song. It's full of catchy hooks that grab and hold your attention. You want to put the song on repeat and listen to it over and over. The lyrics are smart and thought-provoking, and Amy and Ted's voices harmonize beautifully. Second, I've listened to John's interviews with Amy and Ted on this podcast, so I feel I know a little bit about them as individuals and can appreciate the song at a more personal level than I can with most songs. I also know something about their struggles with mental illness, which in turn helps me appreciate and respect their work all that much more. Finally, Milwaukee tells the story of a friendship forming and growing. I imagine that all of us who've lived with depression have experienced times of loneliness and isolation, and the paradox is longing for friendship while at the same time feeling we might not be worthy of it. The message of the song is one of hope and joy, and that's how I feel when I listen to it. Hi, my name is Bethany Weidinger from Fort Worth, Texas. When I'm looking for hope, the first song I reach for is All is Full of Love by Bjork. That song grounds me and uplifts me at the same time because of her simple and truthful lyrics. She says, you how many times she has pulled me out of the darkness with this piece. Hi, this is Brian Campbell from St. Paul, Minnesota. When it comes to songs that help me through my darker periods, I, the first one that comes to mind is... Um, a plea from a cat named Vertute by the Weaker Thans um, off their Reconstruction Site album. Uh, it's told from the titular cat's perspective. Its owner is a um, alcoholic who also seem, seemingly is going through a pretty bad depression and as a cat owner who's, who deals with depression and has struggled with substance abuse in my past, it hits pretty close to home. I mean, in particular, the line towards the end of the song, as spoken by the cat, who says, I swear I'm gonna fight you hard and taste your tinny blood. If you don't stop the self-defeating lies you've been repeating since the day you brought me home, I know you're strong. really resonates. My name is Becca Arthur. I live in Clearwater, Florida. The song that helps me cope is Angel's Wings by Social Distortion. ago I was suicidal. I had a plan. I walked to the store and I got what I needed to complete the task. On my walk home I was listening to Pandora and Angel's Wings came on. I broke down in tears right there on the side of the road. Huge wet tears. The kind that choke off your breathing. I 
I lost all of my resolve to do it. I still break down when I hear that song. Um, last year, I finally got to see Social Distortion live for the first time. And I turned into a mess right in front of the stage when they started playing it. This song just turns me into a crying wreck every time I hear it. But it's a cleansing cry. Hi, my name is Paul Arthur, and I live in Branson, Missouri. The coping song that has been sticking with me lately is a song called You Say by Lauren Daigle. It's sticking with me because it's a Christian song, and I am a Christian who lives with, struggles with depression and suicidal thoughts. And in the song, she is questioning whether she is good enough, strong enough, is she what her mind says that she is in God's eyes? And the answer is no. God says that she is loved and that she is strong and that she belongs. And that's the message that that I take to heart to help me overcome the darkness and the negative thoughts that my brain tells me that I'm not good enough, but my heart can say that I am because of who God is and who God says that I am. My name is Brandon Delbell, and I live in St. Paul, Minnesota. The theme song to my chronic treatment-resistant major depressive disorder, yeah, that was a fun diagnosis, was Fucking Up by Neil Young, particularly the recording on the World Live album. I was in high school at the time, so my depression was bound up with teenage angst and bad grades, and this song felt like it was written for me. Sure, it probably counted as negative self-talk, but it made me feel alive. This is Cameron from Orlando, and my favorite coping song is Sing to the Moon Live by Snarky Puppy, Laura Mavola, and Michelle Willis. And I really love this song because the lyrics are really deep and touching, and it feels like Laura's talking straight to me when she sings. And that's something I can definitely identify with. Um, I'm a 21-year-old. Um, I just graduated with my bachelor's degree, and I'm going to grad school at the moment. So I've had, it's been a stressful past couple of years. And this January, I was in a really dark place. I was contemplating suicide. And this song really just uh, spoke to me. And I think that me telling this experience on this podcast may qualify as singing to the moon.
Hey, it's John, the host. In 2008, I had just gone through a hell of a year. I had lost a family member, moved across the country to the Twin Cities, and we had a new baby at home. So it was early summer, lots of change, lots of stress, big punch of the reset button on life. And that's a time when depression can really wallop you. But... I had music, and I started using it tactically. Bright eyes when I needed to mourn or at least recognize what was lost. And then when I needed to look to a better future, the Brooklyn-based, Minnesota-raised band, The Hold Steady. Their new album at the time was called Stay Positive, and it had this song, Constructive Summer. This part always got me. I was psyched to build things, a new life, new perspectives, maybe a healthier mind. So as I was putting together this episode, I thought about all the meaning that people attach to songs and how unique, how tailored those meanings are to the listener. And it would be interesting to see a song from the point of view of the person who originated it, who wrote it. So I called up Craig Finn, lead singer of The Hold Steady, who wrote Constructive Summer. Hey, it's Craig. Hey, Craig. John Moe. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? Really good. Really good. Good. Um, where do you come down on the idea of explaining what a song is about? Because I know a lot of musicians just really bristle when you ask them that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's sort of it's sort of song dependent whether I'll uh, go there. I, I, I do believe that you know you kind of got to leave enough in a song for people to insert their own hopes and dreams. Uh Um, But at the same time, you know, I've always been really into kind of specific lyrics, you know, and and proper nouns and things like that. Yeah. Streets and intersections. Yeah. Yeah. Streets and intersections and cities and, and brand names and car names and all that, you know? So I, uh, you know, I think that in some way I'm, uh, I'm spelling it out a lot of the times. Um, but I, I don't, you know, it, it, I sort of sometimes I'll get to something. I, with me, the thing I don't like is like when people ask me things about overarching. Like if this character is the same in this song or this song, I said, that's up to you, you know? Yeah. Um, that's up to the listener. Um, let's talk a little bit about Constructive Summer, because that, mm-hmm. that seems to be a blend of like uh, kind of some universal hopes and things and and looking towards the future combined with drinking on top of water towers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, like, I, I've written, I, I, you know, in thinking about this um, before the interview, I realized I, I write a lot about summer. And um, I think summer to me is always interesting. If, going back to school, you know, from, from high school and grade school, in that, like, you know, you went away for the summer, and, and especially if you're in grade school, you might not see those people. They all kind of disappear for your life, uh, a lot of them, until September. And there's something romantic about that or, or uh, mysterious. So I've always kind of liked the idea of summer, and, and summer is a time of change. And um, Constructive Summer came out um, of, it, there was a, a, a thing in like D.C. punk rock, Washington, D.C. punk rock, called Revolution Summer. It was the summer, I believe, in 1985. And um, a bunch of people sort of said, we're going to start bands, we're going to put on shows, it's gonna, this is the summer. And I, I, I was, you know, uh, really into punk rock, and I heard about that, and I always thought that sounded really cool. So I thought about, you know, summer is like like a time, that, like, we're going to get it together. We're going to, like, um, ascend, we're going to rise above whatever, you know, whatever our normal lives are. And started to think about that in terms of, and that's kind of where, where we got the song. Um, uh, the idea that, that these people are going to try to um, try to be better, but at the same time, better might be just being with their friends, talking openly, um, uh, climbing up on water towers, um, uh, raising toasts, etc. Yeah, to St. Joe Strummer. The title of the album, Stay Positive, it's an imperative sentence, and it's a, it's a command. Um, was there an intentionality in terms of the, the lyrics and, and the arrangements that you were doing to kind of guide people towards a more positive experience? Was it a motivational record? 
Yeah, I mean, I almost feel like it was intended to be um, all one seven. The whole steady stay positive. Meaning, oh. you know, we, we keep uh, we keep we, we're keeping going. You know, uh-huh. uh, and um, I, I think I, I disconnect. But I, when I was thinking about it, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how I wanted people to read it. You know, the whole steady stay positive um, because I think. From the get-go in the band, we, I, I, was, I wanted to write positive lyrics. The first Hold Steady song on the first record is Positive Jam. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's almost like a, a statement of intent. Um, we, want to, we want to help you. And, and, and also, we want you be, to be a part of this. I think, like, the greatest bands, um, Clash, come to mind. Even in the early U2, sort of felt like you were joining up for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted that. So... Stay positive, but at the same time, you you know, stay positive is a sentence you don't, or a command. You don't say when things are going really well. So it's 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 during dark times that you might say stay positive. And um, it was, I guess, just uh, it was our fourth album. It's just a sort of recommitment to that um, that idea. Craig Finn of the Hold Steady. Thank you so much. All right, thank you, John. We'll be right back. The Hilarious World of Depression is supported by health partners and by MakeItOK.org. Make It OK is a campaign to start conversations and stop the stigma surrounding mental illnesses. Not just depression, but all kinds of mental illnesses. We enjoy having some laughs on this show. It's a way of dealing with depression. It's a way of demystifying it a little bit, making it not so scary. And let's not kid ourselves. It's a serious disease. The good news is that people can and do recover. They get help. That's why we need to make it okay to talk openly. It could be an awkward conversation, mental illness, but makeitokay.org is full of information you can use. What to say, what not to say, and stories from people who tell you what it's like to live with depression, anxiety, and other mental illnesses. Go to makeitokay.org where you can take the pledge to Make It Okay. Thanks so much to Health Partners and to Make It Okay for joining us in fighting stigma so we can all get better. Thank you to all of our sponsors. You know, a lot of times with our sponsors, you'll hear me give like a promotional code to use at checkout. Use promo code HILARIOUS or promo code WORLD, that kind of thing. I just want to point out, when you use those, not only do you get great deals, but it really helps us because the sponsors then see that, hey, these Hilarious World listeners are a great audience and they buy things, sign up for things. Then those sponsors, you see, want to keep sponsoring us and that keeps the show strong and keeps it going. So when you use those codes, it's like you're voting. So use them, shop at those sponsors. It helps. It's very important support. Thanks. We're talking about the songs that help you cope on this episode, the ones that keep Clinny D in check, help you keep your mind where you'd rather it be. A lot of the songs we hear about are big hits. Others are deep, deep cuts. I'm Greg Matthews. I live in eastern Washington state. A song that always helps me is Heritage Coast by an English recording artist called The Bevis Frond. listen to it during the commute to and from work. It calls to mind landscapes, weather, and images very different from those of the farming region where I live. The Heritage Coast runs a thousand miles along the Welsh and English shores, which seems like an infinity to someone who commutes the same 90 miles five days a week. The tune evokes the vast scale of this coastline. A fuzzy bass vamp anchors the whole thing. The notes of the riff ascend, swell, and then repeat like waves hitting the beach. Between the 
the weight of the bass line and the expansiveness of the theme, the song at once transmits senses of freedom and opportunity, as well as security. Swirling, multi-track guitar licks evoke wheeling seabirds and buffeting winds, magnifying the song's openness. The lyrics describe the trash littering the side of the road, where the song's voice is parked to watch the sea, and his reckoning of the ways his friends, his expectations, and even his music have failed him. All this self-pity would be a drag if it weren't for that cresting bass riff and the exploratory guitar soloing that reels over the melody. Also, a current of humor runs through the lyrics. For example, in the last verse, the voice announces his departure from the coast after having counted his fans on the thumb of one hand. I can't help smiling at the idea of being let in on and also being the butt of a joke. After all, there I am, the thumbs worth of fan, listening. Something about the sonic and structural tensions in Heritage Coast correspond to and somehow put into perspective the absences that I experience when my heart and head seem far apart from one another. My name is Dustin Brewster. I live in Mansfield, Texas, and the song I like to listen to when I'm depressed is I'm No Stranger to the Rain by Keith Whitley. I'm no stranger to the rain I'm a friend of thunder Friend is it any wonder Lightning strikes me Growing up and even today, I listen to a lot of country music. I think the lyrics are very poetic and relatable, um, but they can get sad and uh, heartachy. Uh, so I like to use I'm No Stranger to the Rain as a little bit of a palate cleanser. Uh, not only is it country music, but it's a little bit more upbeat. I'm no stranger to the rain, but there'll always be tomorrow. I'll beg, steal, or borrow a little sunshine. And it just validates my depressed feelings while also letting me know that, you know, I've, I've been there before, it's nothing new, uh, and there's going to be a uh, another day around the corner, so just stick with us. My name is Emily O'Corin, and I'm from Sykesville, Maryland. The song that helps me cope during a depression downswing is White Cedar by the Mountain Goats. Woke up on lockdown one more time. My visions won't ever learn. I see the light that much clearer every time I return. Forge my armor in the old fire. My spirit sings. It's got the slow buildup, the horns that are soft but triumphant, and lyrically, it gets straight to what I need to hear at my lowest point. I'll be reborn someday, someday. If I wait long enough. When I hear that snare hit, it feels like I can afraid. survive this, just like I have before. I don't wanna be afraid. I don't have to be afraid. I don't you want to be afraid. What my spirit tells me isn't true. Can you? My name is Chris Lord, and I'm up in Vermont. The song I wanted to share is called Floating in the Fourth by the band Frightened Rabbit. Sometimes when my depression has just absolutely swamped me um, and things feel pretty dark, it can help in some perverse way to play something sad and painful. So you just step out of the front of my house. 
Floating in the Fourth is a beautiful song uh, by an amazing band, but sadly the lead singer, Scott Hutchison, who also struggled with depression, uh, took his own life in May of this year, um, and his body was actually found close to the Fourth Road Bridge, which he writes about in the song. Um, to me, it's a song about feeling out on that edge, either metaphorically or, or literally, of not wanting to hurt anymore. Uh, to not want to wake up hurting anymore, of not wanting your depression or anxiety to hurt the people in your life that you love, but still, even in those worst moments, about not giving up, uh, or at least in those moments, and about not giving in. And the song he asks... doesn't jump, obviously knowing he'll feel that way again, um, and the song ends with, I think I'll save suicide for another year. So at least, again, in that moment, he doesn't go down and doesn't give up. Uh, if you've never listened to Frightened Rabbit, please check them out uh, and hold Scott in the light. everyone, my name is Dylan Walker. I am currently living in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and my go-to coping song for depression is Shelter from the Storm by Bob Dylan. Twas in another lifetime, one of toil and blood, when blackness was a virtue, the road was full of mud. I came in from the wilderness, a creature void of form. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. I have stayed in a psychiatric hospital twice in my life, and I first heard this song on my last night there the second time. Now, I've actually stayed in the same hospital both times, and that means that you get to know the staff, like, really well. So I'm going into my last night of music therapy, and I'm chattering with everyone, and I mention that I'm going to be discharged the next day. Uh, the main music therapist gets really quiet and asks if he can play a song for me. And I say, sure, and so he plays a beautiful rendition of Shelter from the Storm, which he picked because my name is Dylan, and then he told me that he hoped I was feeling better, but if things ever got bad again, there were always places I could go to. Now I play that song basically all the time, but I especially turn to it when I'm feeling down, because for me, it's a reminder that this storm, if you will, of mental health junk will pass soon, and I will feel better again one day. And until that day, there are people, places, and things that I can go to. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. I'm Bernd. I live in Vienna, Austria. My coping song is Radiohead's Karma Police. It's my favorite song in every regard, but it also helps both when I feel down and when I feel good. bad I just wish that there really would be a karma police, keeping the world in balance when karma itself misfires all around. This is what you get This is what you get I like the confidence in the line This is what this you get when you mess with us you get When you mess with us It makes me feel like I'm not alone with my depression and if it tries to overwhelm us, we answer even stronger. 
The depression is only a small part of me and everything else that makes my life just reminds the depression to better back off. For a minute there, I lost myself works in two beautiful ways. When I'm seriously depressed, it reminds me that depression is just a phase and that briefly I lost myself. Which means that I can come back to me whenever I want. I just need to realize that I got lost. When I feel good and hear those lines, it's a reminder that I haven't been depressed for a while. For a while I lost a part of me that is depressed. This may sound weird, but when I realize that, I celebrate it. Hi, my name is Cassie Luneberg, and I live in Hastings, Minnesota. With my depression, I constantly feel like the ground is crumbling behind me, and I need to keep pushing ahead, or I won't be able to outrun it. When the song by A Great Big World, Won't Stop Running, came on Pandora, it was at the perfect moment. One of those times I found myself unable to breathe. I didn't want to keep going. What was the point? I was never going to get better. Being bipolar too, I had the highs to look forward to and the lows to dread. Then I heard these lyrics. I don't know how much longer I can fake it, that it's all, all right. That I can do this alone and I know that life is what you make it. But it's hard to see stars when you're always caught in the folds. Every night in my mind it's a fight, but I won't stop dreaming. Cause this isn't over. After the song, I wanted to see another sunrise. Even if it is just one sunrise at a time, I want to see another one. Hello John and the rest of the Hilarious World and Depression team, I hope you're all well. My name is Mark Deans, I'm a listener from Slough in the UK, it's very near London. Uh, the song that I've chosen is by a band called Reliant K. The song itself is called Forget and Not Slow Down. The song, I believe, in its initial form was about an ex-lover and the dissolution of a relationship. But I'd managed to redirect its meaning through listening to it to make that ex-lover depression. And it read just as well. There was this one line that always stuck with me, and it was a line, I could spend my life trying to sift through what I could have done better, but what good do what-ifs do? That line in particular always stayed with me because... It's one thing, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, is that when you get down and you start criticizing every little thing you've done and nothing you do is right, having that there was so important. And with this song, like, I make it about not letting this condition, in my case it was depression, and it is depression, I should say, define you and use the song as almost like a mantra to move forward and block out those poisonous and invasive thoughts. My name is Michelle Reed and I'm from the Toledo, Ohio area. I selected the song Dead Weight by Crystal Bowersox. If it's 
And every time I get really overwhelmed with life, you know, I have a lot of baggage, a lot of pressure. I usually turn to this song and it just instantly makes me feel better. And usually the more I listen to the song, the more I start to let things go and they don't weigh me down so much. My name is Crystal Bowersox. I'm from Northwest Ohio, but currently I live in Nashville, Tennessee. In 2010, I placed second on the ninth season of the hit reality show, American Idol. People often ask, what motivated me to audition? My answer, my then newborn son, desperation and necessity. I was a very poor, very single mother and needed to turn my $50 four hour bar gigs into well-attended concerts. Somehow this American Idol plan worked out and I am beyond grateful. A few years later, I was again uncertain of what the future held for my son and I. In 2013, I was tied up in a bad marriage to a sociopath, my record label had disappeared into thin air, and I didn't see a good way out of any of it. I grew up in an abusive home. My mother has never been the person I could call for motherly advice. Tough shit, kid, you'll figure it out. Never felt good going down, but as it turns out, is actually sage wisdom. So thanks, Mom. I sat down one day with a pen in my unsteady hand and I thought, I'll just have to ask myself, what would I tell my own inner child? What would I tell my son if he were feeling the way that I'm feeling right now? Then it dawned on me. I actually am the mother I so desperately needed all of these years. I can scold myself purple or I can encourage myself to keep going. I can raise myself now, even as an adult. The words came out. If it's meant to be, baby, just let it be. Don't go beating dead horses. Keep steady your course. You'll see. Sing a lullaby to all things impossible, impeding lies. Just hold tight to your soul. It's the only thing that no one can take. The song Dead Weight feels more like a prayer to me now when I sing it live. It has grown and changed so much since the first recorded version, and it continues to do so at the shows. Thanks to my fan, Michelle, for suggesting this song to the hilarious world of depression, and thanks to them for playing it. I love this podcast. You guys are in my ears all the time and help me feel like I'm not alone and I'm not crazy. Thank you so much. I love you. That's Dead Weight by Crystal Bowersox, and it's a really great song. Stick around after the credits to hear it in its entirety. The Hilarious World of Depression is produced by American Public Media. Our producer is Chrissy Pease. Christina Lopez is Grand Marshal of our web and social media. Kate Moose is executive producer. Technical director this time around, John Miller. Our theme song was written and performed by Rhett Miller. They are not related to one another. If you need help, confidential help is available at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-8255. Free, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 1-800-273-8255. 
The Hilarious World of Depression is supported by health partners and makeitokay.org. Make It Okay is a campaign to start conversations and stop the stigma around mental illness. Makeitokay.org has information that can help you and your loved ones. Starting a conversation like that can be awkward, but Make It Okay has tips on what to say and what not to say. It has stories of hope from people who've been there. You can take the pledge to Make It Okay at makeitokay.org. Hilariousworld.org is our web home. We're also on Twitter, and come visit us on Facebook. A lot of great conversations there with fellow thwadballs, new shows percolating. It's a good hang. And hey, if you're around St. Paul, Minnesota, on October 13th, I got another good hang for you. We are doing a show, a live show, The Hilarious Night of Depression. And we're going to have Amy Mann, Paul F. Tompkins, Ted Leo, and Anna Marie Cox, and me, live on stage. We're going to have a lot of fun. So you can go to hilariousworld.org and find out more about that. On our next episode, Nico Case says her most recent album was different than the last few because she was there. I hadn't made a record since Middle Cyclone where I felt present and regaining that presence made me look on it differently and I didn't take it for granted at all. For example, when I was making The Worst Things Get, I was really depressed and like that record was made in spite of depression, not about it or for it or to be a catharsis. It was me going to work every day. So that that record took a long time, the longest time of any record I made because with that weird heavy gray suit on, it was just harder to do a lot of things. I'm John Moe. Bye now. And here's Crystal Bowersox. If it's meant to be